Hello and welcome to the Powerful Personal Brand Podcast, where I and my guests share tips to help and inspire you to build a great personal brand to increase your visibility and authority. I am your host, Claire Bond, and on today's episode, I am so excited to be joined by Mamika Cooney. Mamika is the leading faith-based mindset metacog coach and personal trainer for your mind. As a high-performance coach, she empowers ambitious Christian entrepreneurial women to unstick their minds, develop emotional resi- resilience and grit, and unlock peak performance. Welcome to the Powerful Post Around Podcast, Mika. I'm so glad to have you here. Well, thanks for having me. This is always a delight. I love to be able to chat and podcasting is my thing because as a podcast host myself, yeah. I'm like, oh, I love this opportunity. And branding, I was saying before we recorded, branding has also been my jam. So we are going to be having a really fun conversation today. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited. So, I mean, I guess like basically, um, yeah, so you did come from a marketing and branding background. What inspired you to kind of move into this coaching arena? Yeah. Well, I started as in digital marketing, kind of like 97 and kind of followed the trends as, you know, websites and Google and all of that. And so for me, I've always been about telling stories and how do you want to appear online and really focus. So for about seven, eight years, I was a branding strategist working with clients, very much about, you know, behind the scenes and helping them figure out who they are, um, what, what message they want to share, helping them do everything from copywriting to funnels. And along the way, um, you know, as a high performing, high achieving, recovering perfectionist, I didn't really watch the signs. Mm -hmm. Um, I I have two gears, like full blast and full stop. And eventually what happened in 2016, it was like a trifecta of effect of things that just came together. And I had a physical, emotional, spiritual, physical burnout. I'd been hustling, 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 going from, um, I'm originally from South Africa, but I've been living in the USA since 2006. And so my husband and I had been moving across countries, South Africa to England and England to the USA, restarting our you know d- uh, marketing business. And every time I didn't really give myself a chance to really stop, I just would throw myself into things. So talking about you know being a service-based business, always being on, always checking email. Eventually, what happened in about 2000, the end of 2015. I ended up hitting burnout because um, I had a a close family member who passed from cancer. I had a business failure that didn't go so great. And then I had a child in crisis going through mental health issues and I literally fell apart. And I got to Mm -hmm. that stage where I was like, I just can't do this anymore. I mean, physically, Mm -hmm. I couldn't get out of bed for three months. I had never experienced Mm -hmm. physical grief like that. You know, when your body is like, you're just exhausted, everything hurts, it aches. And it was just, just like years and years of abuse to myself eventually came yeah. to a stage where I was like, hang on, something's got to give. So in that process, I closed my business down for a year. I didn't do any clients. I did the stay at home mom thing. And let me guarantee you, I don't make it a good stay at home mom. There's only so many laundry <laughs> things of laundry I could do before I go start raving, start raving mad. So I was like, yeah. there's got to be something more. Right. And of course, clearly what I was doing wasn't working. And, you know, as a strategist, you're always thinking of what the, 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 the blueprint is, what, where are we going? 
Um, and then I just really started, you know, as I was going through my own personal healing experience, I discovered coaching and got coached and um, loved the whole model of really helping transform people's lives. And I was like, you know, I actually want to do this to help others, other women who've mm -hmm. been in my position and as, you know, strong women of faith, my faith is an important part of who I am. I mean, I never was really vocal about that in my business. And, you know, you would soon figure that out, but it's not that it's not about religious. It's about your, your self-concept and being a Christian woman is like, yeah. I know that, you know, it's not the universe, it's God of the universe. So for me, I had to be in, um, had to be congruent with who I am and what I do so that I wouldn't always be having this internal conflict. So long story short, mm -hmm. I, I sort of wind down my marketing business um, and then went back to school and got certified as a coach, went through all that training. As of now, I'm still finishing up my brain health certification because I love everything about how the brain works, like hormones okay. and, uh, you know, the amygdala and what does everything. I'm like, ooh, it's fascinating. So that's been like a five-year yeah. journey of kind of unwinding things that I was trying to do in the past and rebuilding um, my brand and who I am. So pretty much people um, were very confused about what I was doing for a long time. And then I realized, you know, in order for me to really embrace who I am, going from marketing strategist to coach, I mean, they pretty much seem worlds apart, right? I had to do mm -hmm. a complete rebrand. I had to reposition myself. I yeah. had to go back to the drawing board. I mean, I've had my website for 20 years. I literally deleted about 10 years worth of content on my website, deleted blog mm -hmm. posts, things. I was like, we've got to burn the ships. I mean, literally, yeah. you know, sometimes you can pivot and you can kind of uh, re sort of adjust and maybe change your messaging a little. But I was like, in order for people to actually understand who I am and who I serve and what I do, I had to really go back to the drawing board and start from scratch. You know, who do I want to be known for? What do I want to be known for? Who do I want to appeal to? Like, who's my market? Mm -hmm. So a lot of the branding mm -hmm. pieces I had to sort of build again, um, everything. I mean, and, you know, we know, you know, this clear branding isn't just about a pretty logo and a bunch of acute yeah. pictures. It's really about right. the, the journey you want to take your audience on. And I was like, what is that story I want to tell? What, what, because really I, I firmly believe your brand is how people feel about you. What is that feeling that you evoke? You know, inspirational, motivational, action. Mm -hmm. What? There's lots of pieces to this, but I had to decide to mm -hmm. be in the driver's seat of creating the messaging that I needed to have in order to mm -hmm. position myself with a new market so that I would attract the mm -hmm. right people. So, you know, who I was serving before no longer was in my demographic. So I just had to be willing just yeah. to pick up and move on. So that's where it brings me today. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's 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 hard to do a complete um yeah, um change. And um I completely see that. Yeah. I mean my my clairebond.com used to be my acting website. And so now it's not. <laughs> so I definitely had to uh to rebrand myself with that so I completely understand. Um so <clears throat> One, so you we kind of went through a lot of the, the stuff that kind of led you to this point. You kind of talked a little bit about some of the the trauma um, and things that you've really gone through, and and you talk about like um, that you were functioning in, with fear, and you were able to overcome that fear and find the right mindset. What that that's kind of what you teach other people to do. Like, how did you move through that fear? Yeah, well, again, it's one of those things that you have to be able to take a step back and say, clearly what I'm doing ain't working. 
you know, because Einstein says doing the same thing, expecting a different result is called insanity. So I had to have a real mm-hmm. honest talk with myself and just understand, okay, what got me here? How can I get myself out of this? And how do I not repeat this again? And I've always said, even when I was doing mm-hmm. marketing for clients, I always ended up in some form coaching them. Uh, just to get them to understand that it's okay to let go of something that worked before if you are changing and pivoting to something new. And I always used to say Mm -hmm. business problems are personal problems in disguise. Because if you don't have very mm. self, a very good, healthy self-concept, you're not going to want to put yourself on there. A good example is yeah. the way that I see this is how do people feel about visibility? Do they shy away and like want to get hives when the idea of putting themselves on Facebook Live or, you know, going uh, mm-hmm. out there and sharing their message? You know, they're not ready to really take that step when they feel like that is something that's out of their comfort zone. So for me, I'm, um, I also right. come from a, a classically trained ballet training uh, background and I'm also a, an adult figure skater. So I also like to use sports psychology. Like how do we overcome those moments of when you're challenging your brain to do something new, which is what we call pushing against the comfort zones? Cause here's the thing. Your brain is always seeking comfort. It's always screaming at you like a two-year-old toddler having a hissy fit when you push against those barriers and say, no, it's time for something new. Because initially, mm-hmm. the, those things would have served us back in the day when we were running away from lions to keep ourselves safe. Yeah. But we're no longer doing that. <laughs> we're pretty safe in the 21st right. century. But that primitive way of brain yeah. wiring is just built in us. It's the survival mechanism. It's the fight, flight, or freeze. We've all heard of that before. And mm-hmm. what I had realized is, you know, through – working with clients that a lot of them are making decisions like the hustle and grind is about fear and lack. So how do we get into a place of moving ourselves to feel calm, cool, you know, making decisions out of forethought as opposed to so-and-so just did did a webinar. I better do a webinar. Oh, so-and-so is now look at the awesome website. I better go get new photos. Like always feeling like you're chasing this never ending pinata that's flying around that you can't see. Right. Mm -hmm. So for me, I, part of what I do with my clients is no matter what their problem is in their business, whether it's they're trying to scale and they're finding it hard to get team members or they don't want to let go of things because it's what their identity was. We work through a lot of paces in order for them to sort of push past those comfort zones, which is why I call myself a mindset metacog trainer. Because my concepts are, this isn't just a quick fix. I'm not giving you a tool or a hack or a strategy that's do this and you'll make six figures overnight. No. What we're doing is we're training you to get out of the habitual habits and patterns that have got you where you you are. So how do we undo that? How do we go back and start to rebuild your self-concept and who you are and how you want to show up in the world? And oftentimes, Mm -hmm. especially for women, I find we we are very hard on ourselves. We're very self-critical. And oftentimes yeah. we hold back making decisions. Like I had one client that, you know, she was, she wanted to do a website, but she'd come up with every excuse under the sun for us to press publish and go, oh, well, I think we need to check this. And, oh, I think we need, and I'd say to her, I think you're avoiding the, the big issue here. What is the big mm-hmm. issue? And we start to dig in and realize she's actually scared to put herself out there. So, you know, yeah. you can't make sound business decisions from lack. Yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting seeing how you, you don't because I've had the same thing where you don't you're you're they come to you for a business thing that you're doing for them and and working on that, but you kind of do have to work through whatever it is that they want to do. And I have like little jokes with my team, like so and so needs to figure out what what they want to be when they grow up. 
because um, they're all over the map. And you're like, I don't understand. We, we, I thought we were like on the same page and now we're not. And so, yeah, you really go through these things and they, and they, they seem unsure and they don't know where they want to do. And you really have to unpack what is under there and what they're afraid of, what, um, they're really trying to say it's, it is an interesting thing because I hadn't, I didn't really think about that, but I have had to coach people through those issues. And one of the issues that I found with one woman who is a very high powered woman um, and she eventually stopped working with us because she was very, uh, she didn't like putting herself out there. She had a lot of those things that you're talking about was afraid of things on her website, really hated a lot of the photos, wanted them all to be uh, photoshopped before they went, wanted to see everything, very micromanaging. And you basically got down to it, and she had a, a group of women that were basically, they didn't like her getting a spotlight. And she, mm. they won. And so she, yeah, sometimes you see that and it's just, I mean, so you work with a lot of women. What are like the common, like maybe three, five things that you see happen over and over and over? Very common themes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, how long do we have, honey? This could be a long day, <laughs> but <laughs> I will like, narrow it down for you. Three to five. <laughs> exactly. Well, I'll tell you the top ones that recur on a recurring basis. A lot of them is self-sabotage like was what you're referring to is like I should be press po uh, publish on my website or publish my book but oh, I'm going to start nitpicking things and start finding holes mm -hmm. or finding excuses because excuses is just a delay tactic yeah. for actually getting down to business mm -hmm. about what is actually under the hood that is the problem because mm -hmm. the problem is never the problem there's always some there's a root issue mm -hmm. and what we're dealing with yeah. is the symptom so we want to kind of dig in and that's what I'm good at is really pushing people and that's what's not, I'm not everybody's cup of tea because some people might find like, well, I don't want to answer that. Like, why do I need to share that? Mm -hmm. Then there's a lack of awareness. So, which brings me number two is mm -hmm. not having awareness of the problem is part of the problem. It's like, you know, you go Alcoholics Anonymous. Part of their strategy is they want you to admit that you're an alcoholic because unless you come to that realization and say, I have a problem. We cannot move forward. Like I've had several clients that I've had to say goodbye to, which I just can't work with. I'm like, they're constantly resisting your suggestions. And it's almost like a, a mini power struggle. Like they come to you for advice, but then they don't want to show weakness. And then they're trying to pull the power back into their courts. And then they want to feel like they're telling you what to do. And I'm like, listen, I'm not in here to battle you. I'm, I'm here to be a mirror and to support you. Let's figure out what the real problem yeah. is. So not everybody mm -hmm. is ready to do the important work. People want to be in denial. That's cool. Until something happens, and it's usually when the wheels fall off the bus, or something, some change happens, or something, they lose money, relationships go sour, business, something has to, it's almost like you have to have a tipping point for them to realize, I cannot do this bottom. anymore. Yes, in my case, peel myself off the floor because I clearly wasn't seeing the signs. And I always uh, have an analogy of this, you know, life is like driving in a car and we all have different vehicles and we all have different things. But what high achievers tend to do is to keep their foot on the gas, but we don't necessarily see the signs because we're going at such a fast pace that we don't see the, the slowdown signs. We don't see the detours. We're kind of like, no, we've got to keep going and going, especially those with that hard hustle mm -hmm. mentality. And then eventually what happens is you crash because, you know, if you go over the speed limit for too long, you're either going to crash or you're going to run out of gas. 
doesn't matter how hard you push mm-hmm. that, that car. If it ain't gas, it ain't going anywhere. Even a Ferrari can't go anywhere on no gas. So the whole <laughs> yeah. point, and, and I have a saying that I, I love to teach my, te- my clients is we need to go slow to go fast. Like if your car needs servicing, mm-hmm. we need to take it to the shop, into the garage, get under the hood, start to tinker and see what needs to be fixed. And then we can retire it, put new, you know, Pirellis on and get it back on the road because you're never going to go where you want to go on a patched work. Like if you imagine those old cars where they always bits and pieces from things, it's like they're just barely making yeah. it down the road. And, yeah, you know, it's hard time. because not every, yeah, no, not everybody wants to take the time to pause and get get the help they need to really fix things are. But what I've known and I've, I've found with my clients is once they get back on the road and they, they realize that this is a shift in mindset, self-concept, lifestyle habits, they're on a different path. And then what happens is it speeds up because just like momentum, like things snowball, it feels slow mm-hmm. and it's frustrating to go slow. Mm-hmm. But it's necessary to slow down in order to speed up. So, and I'd say the third thing, so, um, you know, awareness is a big one, self-sabotage or avoiding and denial and perfectionism, like being hard on yourself. I'm like, girl, give yourself a break. Did yeah. you see how, how well you did? And women essentially are, are very bad at this. We'll have a list. Okay. Everyone can know they have their list and they have like 10 things. And then if she doesn't get all 10 done, maybe she got one done. She will beat herself up to a pulp and just feel terrible about herself about all the things she didn't do. And she totally discounts the things she did do. So the whole concept is small wins. You did one thing today. Yay. And in my group program, everyone knows it's hilarious. We have a real hoot. We celebrate even the tiniest things. So even if she never takes care of herself, even if she goes to get her hair done, that is a reason for a party because the way Mm -hmm. the brain works, we need closure. We need to be able to have a sense of accomplishment and we need to have that sense of resolution. I mean, why do you think we have funerals and weddings and graduations? It's a, it's a mental shift to make for the people like that old season is done. Now I'm moving into something else. And this is how, you know, like this is an example. So I'm sure many of us who love to watch TV can get um, in these series. And if you ever notice it's called in writing, we call it the open close concept. And you, and you wonder why people binge on shows. So back in the day when I was a kid, you would have to wait for next week to watch yeah. a new program, right? Now you can sit and binge in a few hours and get it all done. But really what's happening in your brain is that if you see the beginning of the show, they open up like some kind of conflict or the, the characters have to do something or there's some unanswered question. You're like, what is that? And you're curious. You want to know, right? And throughout the, that episode, they'll start to tease things. And then maybe towards like three quarters of the way, they will come to some kind of resolution. But they don't completely close the loop. They start another loop. So they might resolve the first one, but then they've enticed you for the next one and they leave you on a cliffhanger. And that's intentional because your brain is seeking closure. Your brain is seeking yeah. the old way of, and, and now they lived happily ever after the end. Nothing yeah, happens yeah, yeah. like that anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're in a no, society. I mean, They're even, keeping you plugged in. No, I mean, sometimes even the, the shows that you, you love to watch, they'll, they'll st- they, they won't you know, be renewed for another season after they've already ended. And you're like, but I wanted to know what happened. <laughs> Exactly. So totally and that's your brain. You your brain is saying, I need it. I need it. Like, tell me, what is that? So yeah. I, I think that is a big problem in our modern society. That is, we don't give ourselves closure 
We don't celebrate ourselves when we do achieve things. And then what happens is you never switch off. Mm -hmm. You always feel like you're always running, running, Mm -hmm. running, running. Because literally the Facebooks of the world, the Instagrams are designed to keep us hooked on their their platform. Mm -hmm. They want us. It's designed Mm -hmm. intentionally to hijack your brain, to hijack your behavior. Because how many many of us have sat there scrolling and then an hour later, like, oh, my gosh, where did the last hour go? It's literally hijacked your brain into like – yeah. So, yeah. So That's this good. is the thing is if you can become aware I, of that, you can be in charge of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I feel it for me. I, um, I used to do a lot more on, on Instagram and, and other social media platforms. I know that what, it's obviously what we do for our business, but I, in 2020, I didn't like what a lot of them had become. And there was so much negativity and there was so much going on in my life that I was, I just couldn't deal with any extra stuff. And I didn't, couldn't deal with any extra negative energy. And I just kind of did a cleanse from really all of social media, unless I literally had to be in there. And <clears throat> It improved my mindset. I felt better about myself. You look at this stuff and, and kind of these things that we take for granted. And I, I feel like a lot of times, I mean, I, I, you had to go through this journey and this path and you help people kind of get there a little bit faster. But a lot of times you have to learn these things the hard way. You, you sometimes do have to hit the rock bottom or, or um, have something happen to you that just kind of shakes you a little bit. And then you go, oh, Maybe I should go seek help um, and all of that sort of stuff. It's What's interesting is I've heard you say things that kind of I'm thinking in my head going like, okay, I can, I'll try to like identify some of these things when I'm dealing with some of my clients because you really do deal with some of these things and you're like, why are they so difficult? It's really a lot of them is the self-sabotage. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, now I know. So it's such a crazy exactly. thing. It, it, it probably can help so many people in, in their business life. I feel like you, it, it's not only people to help themselves, but it can help people deal with other people. Exactly. You find when you become you aware. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, as I said, you know, my I have, a, I have mm. a group coaching program that's primarily for Christian women because, you know, we talk about Jesus and we do prayer. So that's not everybody's cup of tea. But okay. I do work with clients and especially even in a business set because of my business background. Like, I understand what it's like to be an entrepreneur where you want to pull your hair out. The, and the clients, it's like project creep and they ask for this. And then the next thing, this is going on. And then I don't like it. I don't want it. I've learned the skills of getting under the hood of what is it that frustrates you. Mm-hmm. Don't give me lip service. I want to know, let's figure out what that root cause is. Because think about it this way. When you see somebody who's reacting and they have an emotional breakdown or they are very difficult, like bossy women who are Mm -hmm. really wanting to be in charge and like a fast pace and they do sometimes get a bad reputation for being a little bossy or a little, you know, uh, distasteful. But unfortunately... Most people make their snap judgments on behavior. And behavior, if you think about it, like if you look at a tree, a behavior is like a fruit, it's like a symptom. It's like what you see on the outside. Mm-hmm. But as we go further down the tree and we start okay. to go down the branches, okay, the behavior is, uh, is really a, a response to circumstances and how you're feeling. But as we go further down the tree and we go down the mm-hmm. trunk and we realize our feelings are well, they are initiated by thoughts. And your thoughts is really what starts to dig down deep into the sand. But then in the thought process, you look down and you look at the roots and you go, why do I think like that? 
And oftentimes it's got to do with a lot of things that happened in childhood, maybe trauma, rejection, fear, anxiety, hustle. Like it's classic symptom. I, you know, I love this um, behavioral analysis, especially when you have these interviews with celebs and, you know, high powered businessmen. And I can always spot the ones who either yeah. grew up poor or were rejected by parents because okay. they have an innate <clears throat> built in desire to prove themselves. They will hustle hard until mm. they literally fall off. They will, you know, sabotage themselves and their relationships because they are so fixated on the goal. Like, especially someone who's was raised in um, in poverty, they are very motivated mm -hmm. to prove themselves. And money is a is a form of 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 measurement because once you know you got more bank, you got more zeros on the end of your bank balance. A lot of people have, unfortunately have confused their identity with what they earn. And eventually what happens is mm. something's got to give because if we are not in tune with who we really are, we become something we're not. We, we walk around with masks mm -hmm. and then anybody knows trying to keep be something you're not is exhausting. And that's what the behaviors then yeah. is the frustration of perhaps that she is, seems very micromanaging and she seems very difficult, but maybe she was raised by really strict parents who didn't, didn't allow her off the hook that perfectionism it was perfection or bust. So her brain is constantly yeah. telling her, you, you got to go, you got to go, you got to go. It's not good enough, not good enough, not good enough. And unless we reprogram that thing, that thinking behavior is going to repeat itself, but she has to be ready and be yeah. and want to change in order to make the change. Mm -hmm. But from somebody else looking in, if you're dealing with a difficult client, understanding personality is also very good. Like I love these personality tests. I'm actually a certified DISC a behavioral personality analysis, where it shows you how yeah. someone is actually behaving versus who they really are. And that mm -hmm. oftentimes will show you where there's a mm -hmm. disconnect. But when you can understand somebody else's perspective, it gives you a lot mm -hmm. more empathy and understanding that it's not necessarily them trying yeah. to be difficult. It's just basically their brain hijacking their thoughts because it's how they were trained or how they were raised or it's, yeah. it's like computer programming. Mm -hmm. If you've got, if you've got bad yeah. programming, the computer's going to crash. So it helps you understand like, yeah. what is the real reason she's being difficult? So you could ask your clients things like, you know, I know you, you, you're feeling a little nervous. Can you tell me what actually is bothering you? What is it about going, going live that really worries you? Is it because you, you don't want things perfect or help me understand your thinking? And oftentimes yeah. people are like, oh, I don't think we about actually, what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. Well, we actually had a, a client that wanted to change, you know, kind of their, their, their personal brand, you know, six months into it, they have like a different idea of what they want to do. And it's because, because he's like, I'm not saying that what you're doing isn't working because it's working. But now that it's working, I don't know that it's what I want to do. <laughs> so sometimes you literally are dealing with these things. And so, yeah, you have to kind of figure out, okay, well, let's figure out what you, what you do want that light shined on now. And that's, yeah, it's an interesting thing. And, um, we've had to do that same, that same thing. And I never really thought about it because I, I feel like we've been doing this enough and I've tried to, you were kind of going, okay, well that time I said this, it didn't work. So maybe I could t say it this way and see if that works. And I've learned through dealing with clients and dealing with people that are difficult, how to ask them. And that's exactly what I do. But I feel like if I'd had that, like, know how first, I wouldn't have had to kind of figure it out. So anyway, it's very, very interesting. It's, it's so weird how you don't really think about 
the psychology and, and what you've gone through in the past and your childhood, how it literally will manifest itself in a business relationship. You don't think about that, but it happens. I mean, you know, it, obviously you think about that. But I, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of always thinking, wow, I never thought of it that way. So oh, good. I, well, I'm yeah, glad you've had an aha. So there thing. you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I mean, the thing I'll you know, say about branding is it's fluid as well because I, I, that's one thing that <clears> frustrated <throat> me as well when I was um, doing this for clients. Again, it's like they decide on something and then they change their minds. But really, what they're doing, they're trying to mm-hmm. find their identity, and that's why I always believe your purpose yeah. and your identity and your self concept are all interrelated. That how can you show up as something that you're not? So we can paint a great picture. Mm-hmm. We can have all the pretty graphics and we can have all the fabulous, um, you know, branded photos, <clears throat> excuse me. But unless they are being true to themselves, it's very, very exhausting mm-hmm. to keep up appearances of something mm-hmm. you're not. So probably what happens is yeah. we try on, like we try on an outfit. Like I found this myself, like it took a few tries for me to find the fit and the feel of who I want to be and who I want to serve. And it, it, it was a bit messy. Like starting out, I look back at my website like mm-hmm. three years or four years ago when I started and I was like, oh girl, oh, I can't believe you put that out there. But I had to do that in order to get to where I'm at. And most people, especially the recovering perfectionists out there, don't want to do it unless it's perfect. But here's the thing. Perfection doesn't come without practice, without getting a bit messy, Mm -hmm. without actually trying and tinkering. And, well, maybe it's this and maybe it's that. And it's okay to kind of change. But before you make a change, we want to understand, is it a matter of, oh, oh, my gosh, I'm getting close to actually hitting go and now everyone's going to know everything about me and now I, now I'm people are expecting right. things from me or is that I don't think this is truly me like I had a photo shoot once and they mm-hmm. looked gorgeous but I was like oh, that's still, I just don't come across the way yeah. I, I think that I want people to, to know me by so it's just a lot of psychology I, in, I feel- in, in a lot of this process <laughs> Yeah, because I, I, a lot of times when <clears throat> we work with a client, we, we start out and we have an idea of this is this is where we want it to to go with it. This is how we want to do your you know your photos, your website, all that kind of stuff. But a lot of times, like we'll get clients that are like, "Well, who's my ideal client? Who's my audience?" I want to be so focused on these things, and a lot of times, you know, it can be more broad at the very beginning as you're kind of fine tuning it, and everyone is so focused, like I have to go out the door month one and be be perfect and it has to be exactly what it will be forever and it's perfect (laughs) um no it's messy it changes and i was telling one of my clients i was like one of the biggest things that you can do is literally just get out there and help somebody get out there and help one person and then help more and then help more and that will help you figure out who your ideal client is once you're kind yeah. of figuring that out and those things change. And I think that's a lot of times, um, yeah, it, it's, it's that being scared to, to make that decision because it could be the wrong one. Do you find exactly. that? But what's that the worst that could happen, like, right? What's the worst thing could happen? You make yeah. the wrong decision. So what? Back to the drawing board. Is it really that bad? And I call this cut, talk, bringing yeah. yourself to the edge. A lot of us fear yeah. things. And the fear of something happen, happening is worse than it actually happening. So what if you went and put a mm-hmm. website up and it wasn't, it didn't convert or it didn't do as well? Mm-hmm. Or so what? Then you tweak it and you try it, but you won't know unless you have the mm-hmm. elements. It's like trying to build, build, bake a cake 
and you, you, you're trying to experiment with what flavors you like. You won't know until you start tasting a few mm -hmm. things. Um, and it's like you, you only mm -hmm. develop that as you go along. Only the process can teach you that. And, and I think, you know, coming from my marketing background, I know that mass marketing has done a bad number on people and niche drama. Like, who's my client? I need to know exactly mm -hmm. who I'm serving. I'm like... I've had, I struggled with this too, even starting my coaching business. It's like, well, maybe it should be this and maybe it should be that. And then somebody will come along yeah. and I look back and I go, that was actually an opportunity <clears throat> for me to learn. But I said no, because they didn't fit the perfect. It's like women in dating. They have their dating profile. And unless he's blue eyed, blonde hair, six foot two, I'm not even looking at you, honey. You don't even fit the mold. And what I've yeah. realized is yeah. there's actually a lot of conversation and growth to be had in maybe, maybe somebody doesn't appear at first to be the ideal client, but what is it that I'm learning about myself in the process? And what am I, what do I have mm -hmm. to say about this that I feel I can contribute? Nobody gets out there perfect the first time. They just don't. That's just, mm -hmm. that's not life. Life is a messy. It is a trial and testing. And even from a marketing perspective, yeah. You know, the ones that come from a marketing and analytical background will know that you have to test things. It's A-B testing. Let's try this. Yeah. If that doesn't work, let's tweak and tweak in here. But I think we've become a society of per perfect pictures and, you know, everything's going to be perfect out the door. But maybe we need to think, well, so what? We got it wrong. We can try it again. Yeah. Well, one of the one of the clients that was actually asking about you know who's their ideal client and they were so or their ideal audience and I literally told her that I'll just be honest you wouldn't you weren't my initial um, ideal client <laughs> like you were not in that picture and I think that made her kind of go oh okay I get what you I get what you mean now finally instead of it being um, you know. That I'm, I'm, I, I haven't done the homework, which is why I can't give her the answer. It's literally, it, it, you have to be open to tweaking it. So I like that. Um, so we, we kind of talked a lot about, um, I mean, you talked about you, how you had to rebrand yourself and have you, you used your personal brand and all of that sort of stuff. So what is it that you have learned to build your personal brand to effectively, um, you know, get your message out there and to attract the right person. What, what, how have you done that for yourself? Yeah, I mean, we every social media platform is a tool. Every like YouTube, Instagram, you, they're all tools. And this is what I always want to say to people: don't get hung up on the tools. What is more important is mm -hmm. to test the messaging. So I use the same tools I did five and ten years ago, but over the over the years, as I've uh, I've pivoted and I've changed. I kind of test things by trying out things. I'll put out a post or I'll do mm -hmm. a, a Facebook live or I'll do a, 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 a podcast. And I actually did a whole series in my podcast. I did like about 50 interviews with people in a market that I thought that I wanted to serve. But in the process of doing mm -hmm. that and asking questions and learning about them, I realized they were not an ideal fit. But I wouldn't have known that unless mm -hmm. I had tried. So what I'd say is, you know, yeah. even if I look back at my, it's just to start doing the new thing. The, you know, if you need to throw yourself mm -hmm. a party and go, ta-da, I've arrived, and you want to do a launch, great, do that. But really, yeah. it doesn't matter if you had things wrong. What I, I've realized is you just start to dilute the old message with the new. You just start to focus mm -hmm. your attention on the new stuff, and you start to mention, and the people will eventually like, oh, what is she talking about? That's different. What is that? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I haven't heard her say that. You might have to do it, you know, 10, yeah. 20, 100 times because it's a it's a matter of like priming and retraining your audience. 
if especially if you're doing a rebrand mm-hmm. or if you're new is to just start sharing about it and it's never going to be an overnight thing it's about consistent uh reliable and regular effort it doesn't have to be these huge yeah. grandiose uh, things. You don't have to spend a, a bunch of money. You can do things cheaply. Like um, I've written eight books. Mm-hmm. I'm busy writing number nine. And I'd realized early on that before I go and publish the book, best I test that the content is actually resonating with people. So I'll kind of say, I have this mm-hmm. idea, send me your questions. And again, messy. Like I'll have posters. Well, that was a good one. And that was a good one. And kind of like build it on the way. But you're never really going to know unless yeah. you actually just step out and try. So I just say, Bite the bullet, yeah. put yourself out there, get over yourself because you are going to make a mess. You're probably going to look back one day and like, I look at my old YouTube videos and I'm like, oh my gosh, what was I wearing? Like who let me out the front door like that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and it's just be kind to yourself. You're learning, we're growing. This yeah. is just life, right? It's just take the pressure off. Uh, there's no, anyone's there's no perfection. First videos. Yeah, anyone's first videos, but that's, but that's why you're growing and your audience is small. So make your, you do your, you know, fall on your butt now when no one's watching. Perfect time. Exactly. Yeah. So I, this has been a fantastic conversation. I, I, it's been so much fun to kind of talk about all of this sort of stuff. So if someone wants to, fo- to follow up with you, to learn more about you, where can they, where can they do that? Yeah, definitely. Well, my best place to find me is my home base, which is my website, which is mimikakuni.com. And for the audio listeners, I spell it M-I-M-I-K-A-C-O-O-N-E-Y.com. And I have a bunch of resources there. I have like uh, three three step uh, mindset training you can do. Um, but if I'm also on every social media platform, my favorites are like LinkedIn and Instagram. I do have my podcast mm-hmm. on YouTube and occasionally on Facebook, but I'm trying to, I actually deleted the Facebook app from my phone because I'd be like, <laughs> so for my own well-being, yeah, I wait until I'm on my computer. I'm like, I'll do Facebook during work hours for like 15 minutes a day. Yeah, yeah. And then I walk away because I've learned, I know squirrel syndrome, like shiny objects. Like I have mm-hmm. realized that yeah. I do not want to get sucked into that. But I welcome anybody to get in touch mm-hmm. with me, you know, happy to have conversations. If anyone's in that situation, needs a little bit of help, I'm happy to help. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Mimika, for being here. I, I learned a ton and I'm sure that our watchers and listeners did as well. And thank you guys for listening and watching. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye bye.